Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously, provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, Star Wars Rebels, Ruby, Adventure Time, and Miraculous Ladybug. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Yep. <laughs> today Delaney and I will be discussing the latest episode of Ruby Fall, the sixth episode of the third volume of What Ruby. a shocking title. Wow. Fall. Yeah, do you get it? Do you get why it's called? fall do i do i i don't know I mean, do you guys do you all know uh we cover ruby every week here on the overly animated podcast you can check us out at overlyanimated.com. cover all the shows mentioned in the beginning plus uh ruby uh this is the last ruby of 2015 but we'll be back covering it when it comes back on january 2nd um but first we have a lot to get into with fall so uh mm. let's uh spoilers for this episode and all of ruby um, yeah, I mean, we've been sitting on this episode for like a day and we're, <laughs> we're ready, we're ready to go. Delaney, what did you, what did you think of Fall? Okay, so before I watched the episode, I had seen everywhere that everyone was like insanely angry and I was like, great, awesome. I get into the episode, I'm like, okay, this isn't, this isn't that bad. I mean, I'm a little confused. This is some like Avatar slash three brothers crap but all right watching this this is fun like i I mean i don't it's hard to be i don't know like the backstory seems okay like i'm fine with the like the legend thing this is interesting we're having some world building this is cool it's a little weird and doesn't make a lot of sense but it's fine and then the fight was we had a good fight it was a good fight it was i enjoyed watching it and then I screamed and wanted to tear my hair out. And I was so unbelievably angry in like half a second. It was insane. Yeah. Okay. I, I see. I don't like, I don't know if like, I was expecting to be angry because it was a bad episode, but I liked the episode and I was just angry because of what happened in the episode. I thought it was a good episode. Like, and we, it was plotting in a way that wasn't like annoying. Like we actually like made some progress for once. Yeah, okay, so the first thing to say about this is that we actually had, like, a plot episode of the show. So previously, we've been complaining that we basically just had five first episodes of Ruby in a row. And last week, the big debate was, I think that we thought that this was, uh, last week's was a good episode on its own, but in the context of the third uh, season, it was, like, really bad, because we're not advancing like, the plot at all. It was, like, the um, fifth first episode. Yeah, and I stand by that last week's episode was good uh, on its own. And uh, this week, I think, is the exact opposite for me. Um, I think the episode itself is, like, really bad, and that in the context of the overall season, it's somewhat satisfying because we actually have plot movement um i think i agree with that like it's not like if i had just like as an episode this episode's like okay granted yeah. you know that's all we do you know we you know, we can evaluate as as a part of a season on its own so on its own blah but for the season oh my god finally progress it's like yeah like finally taking like at least more than three steps forward uh the good there's much less good than bad, but the good this week is, uh, the, you know, the fairy tale, uh, when we get that animation style again. Um, and it's pretty, and it's very well done. And then the fight is clearly the best of the season. Um, so those, that's the good. Um, and let me preface <laughs> before I get, tear into this by like, I, I don't know if you haven't listened before. I do like this show. Um, it's one of, it's probably my favorite show. Oh man, you have right to now. preface if you like the show. But I'm... like, I'm go I'm very upset at the terrible, terrible storytelling that took place this episode. And I really uh, just want to like 
not just criticize everything else in the episode except for those two things that I mentioned. So I don't know. Like the the the, the okay. So there's two bad things right with this, right? In general, there's all the bullcrap storytelling that kind of happens before the fight, right? All of that's just like complete like I bullcrap. I'm gonna say crap a lot instead of cursing. Um, and then. The ending is also very bad. Uh, but to me, like, it seemed like you were more upset over that. And of course, emotionally, like, I was also yeah. more upset over the ending. But it's like, okay, that's somewhat of a legitimate storytelling thing. Like, doing, it's, it's completely, the problem with the ending is it's completely unsatisfying as a viewer. It is, yeah. um, it is one of those storytelling tricks that's like, feels unearned and you just feel angry for the characters. And you never want to yeah. do, you never want to elicit that emotion in your audience, right? And I know that's kind of the point of what's happening, but you need to realize that this is a, this is a story and you can avoid this. Um, just de- never have these type of beats feel unearned. And we just don't know what happened. Like, okay, yes, it was probably an illusion from Neo, who isn't even in the episode. Um, but I mean, I didn't understand that at first. I assume you didn't infer that right away, Delaney. Well, she, um, she left. Well, no, not no, not a uh, Cinder like and Neo. Like, yes, yeah. I, I assumed Cinder got up and left, and that's what it was. Yeah, Cinder, Cinder did leave too. But like, what's Cinder I'm doing? I'm assuming she got. Well, I assume she's the one who's always on the computer. The so only thing Cinder could do is manipulate the cameras, right? Uh, but I'm assuming that's what she did. Yeah, but that's completely unsatisfying because everyone in the audience would have actually seen what happens by looking at the. <laughs> so, like, if they actually saw it and then their memories were manipulated, like that's actually a psychological effect. Is you can you can be tricked. Uh, uh, your what you what you saw is not real by seeing like replay of it, but I don't think yeah. that's what they're going for. I think they're going for um an off screen neo like altered the perception altered Yang specifically's perception of Mercury attacking them, of Mercury attacking her, and like that's why she did that, um which is just super unsatisfying. Like why would you? Why is this where you're going with that? I hate that in almost every way. Like if you want to have Neo there executing it on camera, then maybe that's okay. And that's the only explanation which kind of makes sense because everyone's actually looking at the stage. Um, so it's, but it, no matter what it is, they screwed up. So it was just really bad at the end. Um, yeah, but I have like, no idea what happened. but like more than that, I'm just very frustrated that we're gonna try to expand this series, uh, the series undeveloped mythology into further absurdity without first like uh giving us concrete details on the current mythology that we have um everything like what's a semblance what's dust we don't know we don't know everything with the i mean dust i dust i do think is somewhat concretely established i have i've heard disagreement on that but um i think dust is fine but literally in this episode (laughs) well dust is fine in that like at least Based on, like, previous experience with other things I've watched, dust tends to, like, act the way it, like, dust is a very common, like, fantasy trope that, like, is, like, that's that's an established trope, but, I mean, as the show, it is not established, if that makes sense. Like, as a viewer who has seen things like dust before, I'm fine with it, but, like, in the context of the show, there's been no establishment for dust. I think it's somewhat right. I also think that uh, we forget about, like, the first episode. They did a ton of, a ton of work there. Um, but it, well, the thing is, there's a difference between showing dust and like vaguely being like, this is what, and wanting people and like being, and people like wanting dust and like actually saying what dust even does. Um, okay. Like, yeah, I somewhat like, agree with that. Stuff. Yeah. But so here's the problem. We're arguing about <laughs> dust, like whether that's concretely established. In this episode, we literally have, um, is it, uh, dust? Is it, uh, assemblance? It's, no, it's, it's more like magic. Like, oh my God. Are what? We, seriously? Uh, explaining uh, anything in this series is going to be explained as magic. Like, stop! Don't say it's magic. Oh my god! 
It's so bad. Well, no, the thing is, well, no, the word, like, it's like, okay, so now we have, like, dust and semblance are, like, real. And now magic, ooh, okay, great. So, like, we're watching this show that's all magic to us, but, oh, no, magic's magic to them. Great. Like, what? We're just in this pit of confusion. This episode actually does a good job of, this episode actually explains auras better, I think, than the show ever had yes, before. Yes, I agree. Um, and it does that somehow, like, despite just not caring about its previous mythology. So, Here's the thing. Everything that is established here about the maidens, about um, the the, uh, I mean, I guess it's just all about the maidens, right? About how auras work and yeah. stuff. None of this is things we could have foreseen going into the series. No. Um, all of this is just added on, um, and it's not foreshadowed. It doesn't feel legitimate. You can't just like they talk about guardians, but there's no way you could have. Wait, I did guess this. Did you? Remember, they said maiden, and I was like, this means something. Like, well, maiden's okay. a thing. Like, they don't even say the word guardian in this episode. <laughs> That's no, the thing. They don't. Like, apparently. But they said maiden last episode, which, granted, I didn't guess this, but I was like, maiden's a thing, apparently. So, they kind of almost, they tried, but it didn't happen, um, if that makes sense. So, here's the thing. If you're going to uh, establish, if you're in the third season of a show, um, You've had people know what to expect at this point. You can't just throw something at the audience without like heavily foreshadowing it, without explaining it a lot. You need to, you have a concrete established mythology. Like you need to stick with that. Um, you can't do this. You can't just throw they, things at the window. They said guardian like twice and they said maiden once. And there was no way we could have guessed this other than like they're going to choose somebody. But then how are we going to guess this weird like, backstory thing like no way like i don't know i'm just i like i like i like the story itself but like how it has been told is just ridiculous yeah page uh we had a we're we're having a long discussion about this on the patreon page our facebook group patreon.com slash overly animated patron andy says i guess i'm uh i think the problem here is that miles and carrie uh think that they can make a mystery season where the audience has no clue what's going on but good mysteries show the facts to the audience and let them figure it out themselves um everything that happened this episode was literally unpredictable even if the plot was good the disconnection to tone or delivery are a big gripe for me so it like what else can we conclude other than that uh writers miles and carrie like just want the audience not to know what's going on because they foreshadow a lot of stuff earlier this season but none of it is what we see here that's the crazy thing like we have no mention of guardian um like we have a ton of foreshadowing about a conflict between Ozpin and Ironwood and just nothing with that. Um, we last episode did show Pira like, uh, so that's good, I guess, but just it's, it's the only, the only good foreshadowing that the episode may have had is by mentioning Autumn's name. Right. Um, they, yeah. but like, she's not even Autumn. Like the, <laughs> she's, uh, Ember and, uh, the only good thing, okay, the only good thing that was foreshadowed here was foreshadowed, like, not even the season, it was in the first season, Cinder Fall. Like, that's the only yeah. thing that I'm happy with, is that Cinder's last name is Fall, um, and that she's the one who stole the Fall Maiden's powers. Blake, so that makes sense. But, yes. other than that, every, you can, other than that, there's no evidence that anything presented in this episode was thought of before this season started. Also, are Ember and Cinder started. related? What? Are Ember and Cinder related? Ember and Cinder might be related. I've seen that, th- I've seen that theorized. Okay. Like they look similar, and then I was like, literally, Ember and Cinder. Like, names, come on, yeah. um, it's possible. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's the thing. None of this. It's possible that they made all of this up before even they didn't know any of this was happening before this episode. We have no evidence of that. That's terrible. When nope. we've just no like, oh my. Other than Cinderfall, that's like literally it. 
Uh, I mean, I guess Autumn was like their code name, but who was going to figure that out? We just thought that was her name. Uh, it's just very, all very unsatisfying and some of the worst storytelling this, uh, this show has done. And like on top of that, I mean, we'll get to it when we, I, I don't, we don't need to go through everything, but like, like they're, they're monologuing this new mythology. First of all, yep. you're, exposition the show is actually like we know the show is capable of good exposition the first season was all exposition and it was all and it was like pretty well done most of the time except for all the john stuff um but here we, blissfully we have not seen much of yeah even though you know now i have no faith that miles won't bring him out again but um we have uh here we have just characters monologuing things we had no concept of that were happening it's bad exposition it happens too late into the season it happens too late into the series and um, uh, while we are monologuing this exposition, we have Crow making fun of the exposition that they are telling us. <laughs> yep. Nothing pisses me off more than when shows try to make fun of what they're trying to convince me of as it's happening. Like, oh my goodness, Crow's lines in this. I hate that so much. Like, you're trying to sell me on something that you didn't legitimately foreshadow. Stop, like, trying to make fun of your your dumb mythology by having your sarcastic, like fairly well built up character before this say that Crow is now back to being terrible because he was awful in this episode. Um, it's not his fault, obviously, but uh, I mean, he didn't give himself those lines, but like, he's not, well, like, I don't really think, well, I don't really think it injures Crow's character so much as just, it completely weakens the entire plot of the episode. I do think it injures Crow's character because I think it reduces him to uh, like the sarcastic, uh, like he does. He's, he's no characterization other than just being a sarcastic guy in the, well, the guardians group or whatever. Well, I think, well, I actually think that's a good, like, he clearly doesn't care, like, when he's with them. So, I, granted, I don't know if I want to see him kind of care when he's in this setting, but I'm also kind of like, it's kind of interesting that he's part of this group, doesn't care, and then he's, like, the coolest uncle ever. So, like, I don't know. It I, it doesn't bother me. It was just, I was just more like, what is going on? Uh, You know, it's like, regardless of Chris' character, because that's not even that important. But, like, yeah, just that, that, that sequence was the most infuriating thing. Um uh like what what's good here um i mean we can let's go through the episode i guess and we can get into more of this um we have this intro like five minute sequence with pira and husband's office and none of it matters um i mean like we get the we get the the fall made and the uh the season's fairy tale flashback which like i don't think it's awesome i don't think it's like good writing like i think actually zero of this episode is good writing like the script was terrible all over and i have no nothing good to say about it i think what's good about this was the animation right Yes. So that's so that's what we had there. Also, uh, as, I'm, I will always be obsessed with the tale of three brothers from Harry Potter, and I just will all things like this love, love. Even though it was bad, I love it. Like uh, other other fairy tales that were mentioned, we had the two brothers. Uh, we had the shallow sea, the girl in the tower. The girl in the tower seems standard for from our world. Shallow sea, yep. interesting. Um, yeah, we had uh, it's. So, okay, so the man, there's a man that grants the maidens incredible powers in return for their kindness to share with the world. They wield tremendous powers without dust, like semblance, like magic. Oh my god. Um, so, uh, do we want to try to, so one thing I've seen speculated, there's a lot of things you can speculate on in this episode. None of it, like, we can, we can actually determine anything concrete, but, like, we could, like, okay, I've seen that, okay, the man, in this in this ta- in this uh, fable is actually Ozpin and he's like immortal or something. Like they could pull something like that. Uh, I mean, I've had I mean I've had my suspicions that Ozpin is immortal, and the fact that in like 
some of the dialogue in this episode like can make you think that that like he like they because kind of the weird like pure being like well you're not even that old like that's a really awkward line like mm. yeah that yeah you could see that as foreshadowing right that um you're not that old professor right i mean in reality that's that that's uh mouse and carrie trying to make dumb small talk right but uh it's yeah, yeah uh, i don't know um where you are next uh who's we we're the same teachers and headmasters you met when you arrived at beacon protectors of the sword okay i want to call the group the protectors because that's the most that's concrete word we've had um that's the one also that, that line was so awkward i like cringed glinda glinda's kind of cringe like all the time with all her dialogue like i, I want glinda, i want to like glinda yes. but yeah she never says anything good so that's okay like i'm just like oh glinda also please. do we do we know why Pira is next in line to receive the Fall Maiden powers. I know that Crow makes fun of it in this episode, but I don't think we ever actually learn why no. Pira is the one who would receive. And she never asks. Like Pira, this is number one question. Like, why don't you? Ask? Like that's the thing. The show doesn't. E- this episode doesn't even present the mythology that this episode presents in a good way. Like that's the one thing that it starts off with. It's like Pira's next in line to receive the powers. No, we never learn why, and we never. That doesn't even seem important. That's the thing. Like we start off with Pira's going to receive the powers, but it doesn't. matter matter because we're just going to transfer uh ember into ember's consciousness into pure's consciousness and then her 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 powers aren't going to move on because they're going to stay within her right so that's the conclusion so who cares if pure is next in line that's irrelevant and also it just doesn't make sense if pure was next in line they wouldn't need to transfer the consciousnesses like when they talked about like the way they know who it is is like it's like their last thought or whatever but then it's like she's not dead like what what what? Yeah, well, I guess if she's in a coma, she would have had her last thought already. But, like, it's – so that's what they're worried about. Well, she about. hasn't. That's the thing they talked about. They're, they're going to hopefully see her assailant, but they don't know. Well, no. She, I think they're saying that she saw her assailant before she, like, was. No, there is no actual concrete. Like, they don't actually know what happened. Like, they're that, they're afraid of what's going to happen. So that, they are afraid. Is. Yeah, no. I think it's a legitimate – and that part makes kind of sense, given what they present. But, yeah, I think what I'm saying about Pira is – is true. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm missing something, but like. Well, no, no. I mean, the, the thing is, they don't. That's I, I'm agreeing with you. They, I don't understand how they know it's Pira because it's supposed to be her lot. That's supposed to be. Well, like, they're just spec. Need- yeah, they're speculating. They speculate that it'll be her assailant, but then like, obviously, like, why would it be Pira? Right? Like, that's the only yeah, they concrete have no speculation they have. Um, it's more. It's more like they just pick her. And also, previous episodes presented it as uh, Osbin picking Pira because of her abilities, right? So yeah. unless that one of the criteria for the passing on of the fall means powers is whoever Osbin thinks, right? Maybe that's yeah. what we're hinting at. Like Osbin's the old man, therefore he has control over this. Um, but like then it's not stupid and, and convoluted. It's just whatever Osbin says. So none of it – the only way I can try to make sense of it is by expanding beyond a reasonable point that the episode presents and that is dumb. Um well, I'm beginning to think that it might not matter. Like, I'm, I've also been, like, really suspicious of this group. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to the base. We're going to, like, get a kill Pira. Like, I, <laughs> no, I think that's what we're doing. But, like, I'm really, like, I don't trust them at all. Because, one, we don't know anything. It doesn't make any sense. And I actually, like, I think they just picked Pira because she's strong. Like, she might yeah, be Yeah, no, that is what they did. Things. Yeah. Like, so she's not next in line. So they were they lying to her about that? I don't know. Because uh, like, my thing is, like, they never actually said anything, and then she's going to agree to it, and it's probably not going to be Pyrrha anymore. It'll just be Ember in Pyrrha's body. Well, the, yeah, we'll talk about that. But, like, it's – I guess the, I guess one, one interpretation is that they're lying to her, but, like, what's even the point? Because they tell her yeah. the truth. Um, maybe they lied to her to get her downstairs. I don't know. Um, 
I think Oz. We, well, we don't even know if they're telling the truth. Like we, we don't, don't even know like, if they're telling the truth because we have no concept of whether this could be true or not. Yeah, yet. we can't speculate on whether it's true or false. Yeah, like you could say, oh, obviously he was lying about that. No, there's no reason there's that no we reason. could we could determine the truth value of things that we've never heard of before this episode. Um, but you were saying about this group being trustworthy. I think Ozpin is is very very intentionally presented in like the most trustworthy light every single time he's on screen. Um. Really? I think he's the sketchiest. No, I mean, I think, I think that you could conclude he's, like, he's supposed to be like this all power of good. Um, I think you could conclude he's sketchy because we never see anything negative about him. Um, right? Like, he could just be, he could turn out to be the big bad. I think that's possible. Um, but it just doesn't, if him, him being the big bad wouldn't make sense because he'd just be opposing himself. Like, there's no one, he's leading the group, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, Ironwood is obviously presented as somewhat sketchy, although I think he's clearly well intended from what we've seen uh crow is clearly well-intentioned uh glinda is not a person so there you go um yep. yeah they go to the vault under the school which uh and i started thinking of the recent doctor who <laughs> mythology yes. with going to the bottoms of of uh, alien planets but um maidens okay so let's let me let's uh recap the mythology and then we can comment on it um at this point i'm not as interested in criticizing it specifically anymore as much as i am speculating what it means for the future um maidens exist because we already did enough of the criticism maidens existed for thousands of years when a maiden dies the power leaves her body and seeks out a new host um the power choose through a series of stupid and convoluted rules again that doesn't even make sense uh it's passed it's passed to young women specifically which is kind of interesting um so selection process is much more intimate when a maiden dies one in finals thoughts the first ones to inherit the power okay so except it's random if it's not a young woman um so (sighs) so it doesn't matter it's like going back to to this pure is next in line thing they must there's two options either she had to have been they had to have thought that she would be last in ember's thoughts which doesn't make sense because they don't know each other um unless ember's secretly her mom right like or uh or uh she they had or there has to be more to the random than what they're saying i guess which is dumb like well i'm just curious is like for them to be in their last thoughts is it either like magic like oh like okay I'm predicting, you know, I don't know, like, just, I don't, the whole, like, being in the last thoughts makes, like, no sense. Because then in that case, it's like, what is the nature of this power? Because, like, we know, like, with the, av- like, I just keep, I'm just going to keep referencing Avatar, because that's what this is right now. And, like, the Avatar spirit is, like, its own thing. Like, it kind of has, like, its own thoughts and, like, does stuff. But this is, like, what? Like, this doesn't make any sense. How? Why are you in the last thoughts? Like, what? So then I'm wondering, is it something kind of like the gay? Like, is it like you have like an intimate relationship with like someone and like, not necessarily gay, like, I don't know, some sort of strong connection to someone. And then that's how it passes on. Like, I don't understand. Like, none of this makes sense. The, the avatar spirit and specifically an avatar is, uh, it's, I think it's a similar thing that doesn't have a concrete rules behind it, but it's one of the most innate aspects of the, of the show's mythology. Yeah. Um, here, this is presented within our third season. So it's not the same thing. Um, also, no, I agree. Also, Avatar has a lot of, um, I don't know. Avatar never tries to get into, uh, like, the, the show, like, in the same episode, it's like, oh, we've made huge scientific advancements. Well, the thing is, well, the thing is with Avatar is that, like, the, it's re, it's reincarnation. That makes sense. Like, that, yeah, it's also that based off that, of a real world thing, which you can yeah, argue that this that, is reincarnation, but then they try to, like, make it really dumb, right? So. Like, well, it's just like, it doesn't make any sense for, like, why are they in their last thoughts? Like, is it magic? Like, what is it? Like, I don't understand. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much of a problem with that. Like, if I'm going to accept that there's a power that reincarnates, I don't think it is. I don't see it's that much of a leap that it's a last thought thing. Well, this bothers me because, like, there's no connection to why it would be Pyrrha. None, well, that's the because, problem. That's the problem. That's what I've been ranting about for like ten minutes. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I know because that's my. Th- that's like you can't establish something and then like turn around and like be like, well, that's not what's happening right now. Then what? Then why? Yeah, just why? I don't know. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like we're, the problem is we're sh- we're shoved so much stuff in our face here. We don't kind of question it, but then eventually you do question it. Like and it starts to fall apart. What's shoved in our face? Yep. Um. So there's things are getting scarier out there in the world. War, not a war between nations. Um, so this is another problem. Stop telling us that things are getting scary in the world and not showing us that. Like, like they been, showed us Grim like once, and it's it's the Grim in like the whatever place. They've been doing this all season. Like, why are you panicking? There's three people hiding within your school. Who cares? Yeah. It's not a legitimate like, threat. There's nothing going on. Like, like I don't understand. Like there's no sense would... of urgency. Even the big plot, th- even the bad, big bad plot thing that hen- seems at the end that happens at the end of this episode doesn't seem like a big problem. Okay, they create negative energy which draws the Grim to the stadium. Who cares? We just beat a bunch of Grim last season. Why does that matter? Grim aren't a serious yeah. threat. Like this is, <laughs> it's it's dumb. It's bad. Like t- it's, it's like the Grim are just like the monsters we beat up every week. I don't understand like why I'm supposed to be afraid of this. It's yeah. I mean, it's somewhat of a problem that everyone in the world is in the same place right now. But like, that's not enough to keep telling us that things are getting scary yeah. in the world. Also, when everyone's been trained to fight, like yeah. Also, everyone can fight Grim, and that's what they're going to school for too. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, maidens, uh, a maiden was attacked and part of her power stolen. The current fall maiden, Amber, she's still alive for now. Atlas technology is keeping her stable. Um, when she pass, when she passes, we don't know what will happen. The last thoughts of the slain could be the attacker. Power is, the power could be split and seek out the other half, in which case then, uh, Pierre being here wouldn't even be relevant. Um, why yeah so all of this okay um i don't necessarily have a problem with amber existing like we had her referenced before um i think it's kind of interesting that her power was stolen but like yeah this this almost borders on breaking the rules that you just presented uh that's that's it's it's not that much of a problem but i mean they're about to steal her power too but (laughs) they are so then i'm curious like is that how Cinder did it, or like I think Cinder hooked up a transfer machine, right? And that seems like not how she did it. But we don't know. I know, but like, how did she do it? Like, also, we haven't seen this power manifest from Cinder at all, right? Right. We haven't seen Cinder do anything. Yeah, I mean, the big question is who are the other maidens, and we'll talk about that. But like, uh, it's are they the other people who are named after seasons? I guess not, because Amber is not uh, a fallen. Like, that's the thing. Like, what were we foreshadowing this by having? a person named after every season except for spring um like we had summer we had summer rose winter uh we had autumn referenced we don't have a spring but uh is this was that foreshadowing what was that because they're probably not the maidens right so right well what i think is interesting is that like i mean for my first thought was like winter and what i like and i think i think it's interesting in that like it makes sense why we have a name like that like it's part of like a legend and so like they name their kids like I think it's a good, like, subtle world-building thing. I don't... Th- I mean, there's no way it can be foreshadowing. Like, there's no way to figure that out. Like, literally no um, way. Interesting. Well, winter's not... Okay, so summer... If summer's 
parents you're saying that they passed the people who had this knowledge named their kids after the seasons who passed it on yeah i don't think that makes sense but by the- no 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 no. i don't mean the knowledge i mean it's a legend and so then they name their children after oh the after the legend okay yeah that's what i meant that's like, interesting yeah if like, that's what's that's going in, on yeah if yeah, it's me, like if it's like if it's that isn't if that's if it's that innocent that's fine yeah um I also think- the other thing would be stupid because like I don't understand how Winter could know because Winter doesn't know anything. I mean, maybe you have to like know that you have the powers to activate them, but we didn't hear that here, so I don't know. Where's who is Amber? Where's Amber from? We don't know that yet either. Um, the uh, why secret used to be common knowledge, but uh, this their protectors uh, protects mankind and the maidens. Uh, people used to hunt that people used to hunt the maidens the brotherhood removed they say brotherhood removed the maidens from public eye yeah. uh goes it goes against thousands of years of human history and religion well knowledge will cause panic um so i think it makes sense that they would make it secret that seems pretty intuitive. yeah that seems um, legit. on the patron group uh shana and andy ranting about the use of mankind in uh glinda's speech here which i think is warranted for two reasons two yep. reasons one's it one it's an outdated and sexist term especially in a show that features female main characters um two it completely ignores fauna faunas and faunas yep. right uh so uh unless they're called man too that doesn't make any sense it's like one it's sexist two it doesn't make sense within your own mythology please yep. please choose your words more carefully next yes time. Um, better. yeah uh next is uh I will become your fall maiden, says Pyrrha. Won't be able to inherit the power naturally, Arwen says. Atlas studying Aura from a scientific standpoint. So this actually really appeals to me, like um, what they do with Aura here. Yes. Uh, first of all, I didn't know Aura was a soul, which is what they presented as here. Um, like th- that Aura is consciousness, right? That's what they're saying. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> did, did they say that in the show? I mean, I... I think it's could have like I'm not saying it's something that everyone would have gotten out of it. I didn't get it out of it, but I'm assuming that's something you could have like kind of inferred from how they talk about Aura, like in season one. I thought Aura was just a shield, like that's all that. I mean, that's the practical well, use of it. We well, saw. they talk about it's a, that's the practical uses of it, but they they always rep they always like focus on how it comes from within. So I do think like that is something like this isn't a big leap. Uh, yeah, I'm in, I mostly agree with you. Coming from within is much different than being your within, though. You know, like. No, I agree. So, if Aura, if maybe. Well, I didn't take it as Aura is her consciousness. I took it as Aura is tied to her consciousness and her power is tied to her aura and we have to have all of those things. That seems dumb. Like, I want to, I want it to be consciousness. That makes, that's more appealing to me. Well, that's not, that's not what I got out of the episode. Like, to me, it's like that her power is linked to her aura, which is like. Yeah, but That's the problem is that they say that once uh, her aura be- goes into Pyrrha, she might not be herself. So doesn't that just have to be her consciousness transferring? Like that's the only thing. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't call it like conscious. I don't know. The way I took it was like, uh, like I don't. Mm, I don't know. I think I think they're trying to say that it's her her soul. Like I think that's what they're they're saying. Aura equals soul. Um, I don't know. I mean, soul is not a real thing, obviously. So it's like whatever you defined it as. But uh, like, it's, it's someone's consciousness is also not a real thing. So none of this is. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of uh, spoilers for a 2015 movie. I'm thinking of uh, Chappie, and they get into consciousness transfer at the end of Chappie this year, and uh, it's it's uh, it's it's really interesting for me. I mean, I really like that movie. Most people didn't, but um, like, I think that's what they're going for here. I mean, okay, I guess I guess I'm thinking, oh, consciousness is real. No, but like, it's a real sci-fi thing. But it's not yeah. a real actual thing, so I don't know. Yes. Um, so that's I don't know. I kind of strongly think that that's what they're going for. But then again, they're very vague, like much like everything here. Yeah. So we can't 
can't really say. Well, I also don't like. I don't also don't want to think it's something super complicated. Then it's and then like it turned out to be something really dumb. Yeah, maybe it's just not either of these, or I don't know. I feel like my what I think it is is simpler. So that maybe I'm just hoping that that's what it is. You know, um, well, I mean, what you're thinking is it's simpler, maybe in terms of plot wise, but like concept wise, concept is simpler. very yeah. It's 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 a lot for the show. I would say that. Um, you can uh, studying aura from a scientific standpoint can capture aura and cram it into something else. Great explanation there. Can give what her powers are bound to. Um, yeah, can, you can give what her powers are bound to. Her life be, would become intertwined with yours, right? So it's, it's something that has to be capturing life essence from that line. Her life would become intertwined with yours. Um, question is, what is, what is it going well, I think to I just don't like your use of the word consciousness. Like, I think that's what it is. I don't think I like that word in use here, if that makes sense. I'm trying to think of another word for it. Um, I mean, I think soul, I like, think those is are the only two I can think of. Personally, like, I they're like the same, they're the same thing. Like, in the religion, mythology and the sci-fi mythology they refer to the same thing uh, i just don't like the word consciousness in this context i think i think if you maybe if you'd see chap chappy or like maybe district nine apparently they go into that i have seen district nine do they do trans consciousness transfers in district nine i don't even i've seen it like three times and i can't tell you (laughs) it's too complicated okay like oh that movie i need i I need to see that though because it's a good movie but like i can't tell you (laughs) like (laughs) interesting interesting so so, anyway uh question is what is it going to do to you okay so this this concept actually really appeals to me like we're taking Pira, who is kind of a appealing character, but she's nothing. She's like she has one defining character aspect. That's she's really she, muscly and cool. She's that's muscly about- and cool, and she likes John, and that's it. So, what's going to happen to her when we? It's like okay, you, we have this character Pira. We can either develop her, <laughs> or we can jam someone else inside. So that's I think it's actually a legitimate option. Like yes, I agree. I mean, it sucks that it's one of our like out of that group. It's probably the most appealing of the characters. Like, why don't we just do this with John? Because I want John to go away. But um, yep. Pira, I'm like Pira is like a sympathetic character, but she's not well developed. So this could be good for her, you know. Uh, and I, I think that's really kind of an interesting concept. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it ties to anything I've seen before from Ruby. It's like I'm not saying it's good for this show, but like just overall, I like like the concept, you know. Well, I do wonder like how it will work if it really will be like either like i feel like there's three options like pure is just pure she's completely fine which i don't think that's going to be the option you have it's just ember like there is no pure left like it's just ember in pure's body yeah or you have some kind of like i'm gonna i'm just gonna use this example again because we've been talking about but it's kind of like the avatar voice like it's like you have pure sometimes and then like when it's time to use the maiden powers it's like ember or something yeah i I think there's like a fourth option too which is like the most interesting which is like a merging of their two personalities um which is not maybe like that's not maybe kind of like a a gem fusion yeah like a gem fusion you're right yeah it's not it's not as typical of a trope but like um but like it's not even that they're both within there it's just like that they become a new person like that's super interesting like they become that'd be i would like that i think um can't tell the difference between the two also that maybe that they switch between themselves but can't control it like kind of like the avatar state thing but like that's like controlled that's that's what i meant when i was talking about like the avatar thing so i don't know this is just a really interesting concept like in an episode of bad uh introduced mythology here is like a really appealing concept to me um uh you need your 
we need your answer before the vital festival is over. Yay, the season's gonna the vital festival's Yay. gonna end before the season ends. Well, uh, we're in the finals in this episode, so like, is that how it works though? Are there still team finals, or is it just singles finals as the end? No, I think we're at the end. I, I hope so. Um, assailant has made uh, their first move. No telling what the next move will be. Again, also there's no t- there's also no way to tell how much time has passed. Yeah, between like this conversation and the finals, like there's no way of knowing how long this like what happened uh yeah i i agree um the, this yeah this episode is in it's it, i think they're they met they mean to like say that everything's happening concurrently here but it's not well quite. i think well, well no was, like, was in the yeah 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 no she was there at the end so yeah i guess it was like right after that's well what, i don't know i feel like also like pierre looked super nervous because i think it's because the festival is coming to a close oh interesting interesting um, I don't know. I don't think that matters too much. Uh, so yeah, we still have more to talk about. The fight, um, Yang versus Mercury one-on-one finals, randomly assigned pairs. Who we randomly we see quotes. Penny, Mercury, Pira, Yang, um, uh, what's his face, Catboy, and a bunch of randos, I think. Uh, and uh, Sun and uh, break a leg, sis, says Ruby. Ha 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 ha. Ruby says that before the fight starts. God. That's pretty good. Um, uh, uh, I have nothing to say about the one-on-one finals. Okay, let's talk about this fight, because this is actually really good. This fight was the best of the season, I think, clearly. I agree. Do you agree? I agree. The The soundtrack to this was like this guitar-heavy. Uh, was, there's no vocals. It was just really good, and it changes along with the fight. Um, something to note about this that Patron Andy pointed out was that uh, if you look in the credits, Monty is actually credited as one of the lead animators on this episode. And he, I don't think he was, I checked the previous episode and he wasn't. And I assume it was for every episode before this. Um, so it's possible he was, this is the fight he like he was working on. Um, and maybe some other fights this season that he was just kind of randomly getting a head start on, you know? Uh, so I think it would make sense that this fight is much better than the other fights. Like <laughs> if it has Monty's influence. Um, and like, it really just does seem much more fluid and much like, let much we criticize these fights for being so slow right and this one is just fast paced like it's really nice hand-to-hand combat um and i think it it just seems much more like a monty fight so i didn't know that when i thought that and then like i guess that confirms that i don't know um that he's in the credits for that uh just just uh it's just very appealing i mean we have mercury's like weird semblance thing it's like i don't know i i think i see like i see him in this fight as just an airbender <laughs> like that's yes, what i basically. think he's doing like he uh he's evasive that's a key airbending trait um meanwhile ang yang becomes a firebender when she's angry Aang. so so this is uh zuko versus ang right yep. um and then uh like he airbends back on stage after being almost ringed out which seems super op to me like yeah, not, not fair. Uh, he has like these, he like air bends into the, all around him and they converge on a tornado back down. It's not, it's not just air bending, right? There's something else going on, but yeah. that's kind of how I conceptualize it. And, uh, you know, he, but then, uh, Yang's gets Yang's auras down and despite, uh, last episode with all of the dumb, uh, you don't like her when she's angry. Like I, they're, what they're doing is they're equating yep. her anger to her semblance, her actual semblance, which is her when her HP when her aura gets low, she becomes a better fighter. Um, last episode did a really bad job, I think, establishing that. Uh, it just made it seem like her semblance was anger, but uh, this episode clears it up again, I think. So yeah. uh, then she uh, she you know attacks. But she's basically a berserker. Yeah. 
it's you know it's it's she just gets better like and also i think this episode does this fight is good in that we had it established that the villains know everyone's semblance and they yep. it's it's it should become clear that something's up once uh mercury loses to her semblance because mercury yeah. knows what her semblance is so i think that's that's pretty well established too yes. um and then we have the thing at the end uh which we talked about in the beginning that uh we see him on screen, we see him kicking her and she breaks his leg. And then, um, we, everyone's like really repulsed. And then the grim turn towards the stadium and there's the, there's the, uh, police robots and stuff. And, um, Emerald comes on screen and is like, why'd she attack me? And then there's the replay and then and it's not what we saw. And then team yep. is shocked and sad. So, uh, Good seeing Emerald again. Uh, of note, we see no Blake lines in this episode. Nope. Um, None. So when will Blake speak? Or uh, or Weiss, but Weiss had plenty of time before this. Um, Ruby had like one line, yeah. Uh, so this is just like really mis. We talked about why this was bad in the beginning, but further points on why this is bad. Yang is not the character to do this with because Yang no. is like not a well developed character. So before, I'm not saying that yet you should not like Yang, and I'm not saying that Yang is not. Awesome. I also agree that Yang is awesome, but Yang has had by far the least development of our three, our four, our four main characters, and she has also displays like the least range of emotions. She displays like it's like anger and happiness, and like she's she's just less of a an established character. So she's not the one I'm going to feel the most terrible for for this happening well, to her. I think it depends on how they go with this because. It could be a way that, like, this is, like, the best person to have it to in that, like, what the ramifications are for the team. Uh, explain, that explain that more. Well, it's, like, depending on, like, what where they're going with the plot. Because, obviously, Yang's, like, going to go to jail or something. Like, I don't know. Like, bad. this is bad, clearly. Like, this is bad. And I think that this, like, in one, it could be a tool used to, in, like, to further develop Yang. Or in that, like, if we had done it this to Ruby, it would have been, like, ridiculous. Like, the plot stands still, if that makes sense. Like, because there are things, like, depending on how you set up characters and plots, that, like, if you do something to a certain character, and yes, you can always write your way out of a hole, but it's not always a good thing, that you could, like, you could bring the plot to a standstill. But if you do this with Yang, you we have, she is a point for development for Ruby and, like, for the rest of the team. And then... This way, the team can still function. Like, if they need to, like, break Yang out or whatever. Like, I don't know. Does this make sense? Like, well, you're saying that Yang resistance. is like because Yang is the least of a character, then the plot yes. can still move after this, which is like bad. Yes. But uh, it's uh, it's I, that's true. Um, I'm looking at more from like reaction to this episode. You know, I mean, well, I think this is. I mean, I had plenty of reaction, and I don't like because my thing is like, yes, Yang is the least developed, but in all honesty, the only one who's the best developed is Weiss. So like, it wouldn't really have mattered anyway. Um, Does that make sense? I think that there's a big difference between Yang and uh, like Weiss is clearly our most developed character, and then we have I think there's a big difference between Yang and uh, Blake and Ruby. Like I think. Well, I mean, I love Blake. Than... Blake is my favorite. I think character. no, I think I think Blake's had a lot of a lot of development. Like season one, no, she had her, no, uh, she did. I'm just I don't like yes development, but I think given how very little this season our main characters have been on screen, I think in this in this particular you're instance, saying recent memory yeah. trumps like uh, yeah yeah I think yes. that's probably true. 
I don't because I just, also it doesn't matter who it was. Like this is a shocking moment because we literally had no idea what was going on, and this happens, and you're just angry. So yeah, let's talk about again. I'll talk about why this sucks. Like I said it before, but this is unearned, um, and it's uh, unfair. You don't, you never want the audience to feel like they've been cheated. Um, and we don't know what happened here, and uh, we don't. We won't know until next month. Like we do know, like what happened. Like it's had the only thing that makes sense is it's like an illusion from Neo. First of all, let me rant about that a little bit. I didn't even remember that Neo did illusions. Like I know that that was a thing at the end. Of- season but she's like barely a character and uh, i know like everyone focuses on her because she's great and i also really like her like she's one of my top 10 characters but um that's like not even obviously her power it happened before this season but i was confused when it happened earlier this season too like in the fight when um like when you see the ring out of the person before i think that was like neo illusion but like uh it was that was unclear. They didn't say it then. Like, I don't know if we've ever had this, like, said as Neo's ability. Um, and it's, like, it's one thing when the show has a habit of just never saying what its semblances are um, and just, like, showing them in, like, really sketchy ways. And it's one thing when you do that during a fight and have it affect a fight. It's another thing when you have an entire plot development, plot episode, especially your mid-season finale, focused on uh, this this thing that we're not clear on. Also, this is ridiculous because if it was her... She did it to an entire stadium full of people. No, 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 no. She what? She, she just did it to Yang. That's the thing. Like, it makes sense if you think about it like this. Like, Yang saw uh, Mercury attacker because of the illusion. No one else did, right? So that's that's the that's the concept. Um, it's so like Yang saw Mercury attacker. Meanwhile, in reality, Mercury did not attack her, and so she just uh, hit him. Like, it makes well, sense. It's rude to do to Mercury. Then I wonder if then if Mercury will like he could like. I, cause I, I think highlight- that, no, I think that this is their plan all along. It is. I really can't see Mercury wanting to have his leg broken for this. Like, I mean, it doesn't really matter if he wanted to. Like, Cinder's in charge. Like, this is, this, this seems clearly the villain's plan. Like, uh, it's like, okay, we know something was up because, uh, you know, Mercury lost. Like, obviously he should win that fight. They rigged it, plus he knew, he knew her semblance. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's the, the most likely explanation is an illusion from Neo, uh, who's part of their group. And uh, I guess he just took the fall and had his leg broken. I mean, it sucks. I mean, but. I don't know. Just based on Mercury's character, like granted, we don't know him a lot, but like I would, I would really, really be like, wow, broke his leg. Do so you think and... that this could cause some dissension? Also, like yes. it's not only that, it, that she broke his uh, leg; it's that she could have killed him, right? Like, it's yeah, not, it's not clear that this was all that would happen. Yeah, because that's my thing is like it. Because when you go to something like that, it's completely based on what they think Gang's going to do. And yes, like they. You know people's simulations, but you can't you can't predict how someone's going to react. Like obviously they'd be like, yeah, she's going to attack, but they wouldn't like. Would they? How could they have known that she would break? Yeah, his leg. Yeah, like, does that make sense? Um, I yeah, because like they literally just had a fight and nothing got broken. There are only four of this them. This is also the first time we've had a fight. There's only someone get injured. Yeah, it, there's only four villains plus like one captured who we haven't even seen like this season and. uh yeah. It it does seem really risky to have one of your very few members like potentially die from this plot. Um, is the negative and energy really? Be... Also, like, what's the plan? Just negative energy draws the grim in. That's all. That's the only consequence we see right now. And we're hampering Team Ruby. Is Team Ruby really yeah. your biggest threat? They're like high school girls. Seriously, that's your biggest threat. Like, yes. uh, so none of this really makes sense to me in terms of why this. And like, we not. don't. And the thing is, like, I don't understand like these power plays because like. What the villains are doing, very subtle, like, it's great, but then, like, the protect, and then, then there's, like, Ozpin in them, and it's like, there is no sense of urgency to what is going on. They just say that, like, things are bad, but they don't, they're never doing yeah. anything, and also, uh, 
it's just everything that the villains have done this season, especially this episode, including not especially including this episode, has just been really unfulfilling. It's just all like this uh, ambiguous actions that we're supposed to find fascinating, but they're not fascinating. The characters are kind of interesting, but you don't. Yeah. We haven't been focusing on the characters. Like we had Emerald here for the first time in a while, and she's awesome, and she doesn't even do anything. And like uh, it's 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 all very. They they obviously have a mystery on what they're presenting to us. Like they must think that this is like an interesting. Uh, an interesting mystery story with what the villains are doing, but yeah. it's not, it's not. So I don't know. And also going back to like Yang, like, and, and again, like, yeah, we just kind of talked about this, but again, it wouldn't have mattered Ruby, Blake, whoever. It's like, Oh, Oh no. A vital festival. First round of the finals. They hurt somebody. Boo hoo. What's like, what's it matter? Like, because like, it's not like we're in the middle of a war. Like they keep like, oh, war is coming. Like we're not in the middle of the war. Like it doesn't matter if Team Ruby is like out of commission for a little bit because there's nothing happening. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, I don't know. I don't see what a tangible effect that this action has that they're taking. I, I mean, think- I can see that like, aside from like just the, just for Team Ruby and like character interactions, because then like this, because this has the potential to split the team. Like because they're going to be like, Yang, like, why'd you do that? Yeah. And then, like, how are they going to believe Yang? Like, but but at the same time, Yang's just going to be like, that's not what happened, and they're going to be like, okay, like Ruby. It's not like Ruby's not going to believe Yang, you know. So, well, but the thing is, well, I mean, I can see the. I mean, this is going to be like a thing. Like, it's not going to just be resolved in like an episode. Like, the problem they're not- is that is that Yang's like the only one that's seen Neo, right? So, because yeah. Yang's the one that fought her, so yeah, it is a problem, but. I don't want it and to be the... Gonna, and then what are they going to do with Yang? Like, are they going to expel her? Like, is she going to jail? Like, what's going to happen? Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's... I don't think it matters for, like, the villains, but, like, it's... We'll see, I guess. Um, it's like, I don't understand how this, like, benefits the villains at all. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Hopefully, uh... We'll like, be- they clearly have it out for Team Ruby, but then it's like, Why? Unless the only thing is that Ruby could be the maidens, right? So, which doesn't make sense, right? Because they're not. Because one of them, the fall maiden, is uh, we see the fall maiden. Um, could Ruby? Could Team Ruby be the maidens without us knowing? I don't think it makes sense, does it? I mean, it doesn't really make sense for it to be like a bunch of random people either. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this theory. Like, I don't. From a thematic standpoint, I mean, your main, your four main characters could represent the four maidens, but um, I just don't see how it works. It's like they'd have to be maidens without them knowing, too, right? So, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm at. Well, I what I'm seeing. Granted, I don't even know what the long game is for the show. Like, how long it's going to go on? But like, if like the eventuality is that all of them to become maidens. Maybe that's where we're going with it. Yeah, the show's the show's planning on going on for at least a few more seasons. I know that. Um, yeah, I don't. It's I don't know where we're going. It doesn't really matter where we're going because we had half a season and this was probably one of the worst stretch of episodes for the show. So it like doesn't matter if we go someplace good, which it doesn't even look like we're going. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just I'm hypercritical of this episode. At least this, the festival's almost over. Yeah, at least that. if not if not now, because they could cancel it now. They could they could cancel the festival now. Yeah, I don't. I, would they do that? I don't know. Well, my thing I don't know. Like I mean, again, like I liken it to like the Triwizard Tournament and people died in the Triwizard Tournament. This is also the first time I've ever seen in Ruby, like someone actually getting hurt in a fight. Yeah. Well, it's cause it's cause it's a rare situation where the, the aura depleted yeah. and then they continue after. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm just like, Hmm, um, which then makes me think of aura. Like you're talking about aura as a shield. So you stop after the aura goes down. So, I mean, she could have killed him, but then it's like, Oh, so if your aura goes down, it's just, you can actually get hurt. 
Yeah, that seems to be what they're going for with Aura, which was it, which is not satisfying to me. Like I don't Aura stopping bullets is not satisfying to me. But I've I've ranted about that before, and people disagreed. Whatever. Um, it's it's yeah, it's it's or you can't actually get hurt unless unless Aura is zero. Which that's is like that's fine saying. if this was like. Uh, if this was like a show that was like oh, I was watching this show on like Nickelodeon because that's how Nickelodeon show that's how like cartoons. I mean, work. it kind of like it's a video game, right? So that's what they're yeah. going for with that. But you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it's fine visually as a video game, like like the, having the bars like that. But then, it's, like, it's it's un, I, it's like what you're, but like it's unsatisfying plot wise. Like yeah, yeah, I agree. But and I think that's why they haven't focused on it. So. Because um, like, because if, if like even like it looks like a video game and like yeah like visually that's what's great about it and like not just the animation style but having bars but then like even when you're playing a video game like I don't know like that's not how it works so yeah I don't, I don't know. know so it's so like your health bar I don't know overall not a good episode probably the worst of the season IMO it's the one that pissed me off most there may have been worse ones um. I don't have a problem with like what was I don't necessarily have a problem with what was presented in the episode, but just how it was presented because like we're at this point and it's like now we're doing this. I have problems with both, so <laughs> there you go. Uh it's uh the season had some redeeming aspects. Like we were very we had a lot of a ton of praise for Weiss's character development and winter. Um that one episode. Uh, if you listen to that, that was our longest one on the season. It's we were super, super praise praising this uh that that aspect of the show. Other than that uh, there hasn't been much here that's been great. Uh, this was like the only good fight. Um, the soundtrack's been wonderful. That's the yes. one consistent aspect. But um, I should say that like I needed to rant at Miles and Carrier because they did a bad job. But they're in a, to a certain extent they're in an impossible situation with um, this season. And I tried to say that in the beginning, but like of the like of our podcasting on the show. But like they're they're just they're thrust into responsibilities that they hadn't had before taking over for like an irreplaceable creator of uh of the show who the show is like his entire vision um they're they're an impossible spot and criticizing them beyond uh pure critical criticism i think is not warranted um like no personal hate i think is warranted here um like a lot of their actions could be problematic from a social standpoint like uh Hey, we were talking on the Patreon group how Carrie uh, didn't think uh, Korosami was properly uh, set up. So, you know, like, I don't trust him to handle things from a social perspective well. But still, still I think, like, like they've done a fine job with Ruby in and of itself. Um, like, yeah, they miscued with Mankind here. Yeah, we haven't seen, uh, like, uh, any you know, any non-straight characters. Yeah. Like we're thrusting men into power positions too much in the show for a show that's focused on women. But like, um, we sh- I think they still deserve the benefit of the doubt, um, with that. And just obviously in general, to, um, like the criticism stops here for me. Um, I'm not willing to, to go beyond just talking about how bad of a job they did in this episode, but, uh, like overall, they've done a lot of very good things with the season. And, um, I think that their work on the show before this was also very good and I'm still, you know, I'm still going to watch Ruby <laughs> and I still think that, uh, I still think that the show could be, I still think like the season was very good up to this point. Like it's not like, it's not very good, but like even if stuff was bad, it was still like a good show. That's what I'm trying to say. And also like in comparison to other things, like in context of like, this is still like one of the best shows being produced and that's out there right now. 
It's like it's one of the only animated shows that's going this deep on story, right? Like that's why and we're talking about it on this podcast. And know? also like one that like I can't think of another show where it's like four main characters are women and then our villains are women. Like we shouldn't forget I mean, yeah. that. Yeah, I think that that is like that's important. That's very true. Like I think that that trumps um you know that trumps uh, dumb word usage and stuff like that. Like, like yes, Ozpin and Ironwood or whatever are like leaders, but like they're not. It's not like they're important necessarily. Well, like, the problem is that the they're show. being shown as being the most important this yeah. season, so that is a problem. Yeah. But it still doesn't trump the you know yeah. what we're saying. I think like we have Cinder, who is like our big bad at the moment, and then we have and we have Emerald, and then yeah, Mercury. Honestly, is Mercury even a person? No. And then <laughs> then we have team ruby and then we have pira like it's just we have these really like like women drive the show the, pro- the, the you know the argument would be that that wasn't miles and carrie that was uh monty and i think that yeah. that's true i think it was monty yeah, um so i think they do need to prove themselves in terms of uh yes. being uh at all caring about women like the what the like uh miles carrie Character John, like if he was responsible for that arc, was just terrible, and um, not he was terrible. The arc was terrible, and uh, it it seems like it seems like this season has had more of a male presence than before. Like we had Definitely. all that stuff with. Um, well, we have we've barely seen Ruby. Like Ruby, where like what are you, child? I mean, she was in the show a fair amount. It's not, and I, she was there. She was no Blake here, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, but well, I mean, for, I mean, for it to be Team Ruby and Ruby to be the main character to like not have her. Yeah, you're right. This episode, I mean, she was not, she said one line this episode. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 there's still some things to prove for, from Miles and Carrie, but I think they still deserve the benefit of the doubt with regards to social issues is what I'm saying. Obviously, regardless of social issues, they reserve, they deserve the benefit of the doubt as human beings. Um, like that's, I, I think maybe I conflated those two points, uh, uh, too much, but, um, I'm not, I'm not gonna, this isn't, the end all be all uh for me in any aspect of the show even though i didn't like what they did here so that's what i'm saying okay i'm dylan eisen that's delaney Steelwell. <laughs> this is uh you can find out more about the podcast at overlyanimated.com as mentioned several times uh our facebook group is one of the aspects of our patreon you can support us at patreon.com slash overly animated thanks to our current patrons Get to chat with us yeah about <laughs> complain about ruby on uh on facebook so shana Pitch, cordell beatriz nate andy jamie aka hey enough you're much growing over cb exchange but it's like your mailman so um we're yeah so they made a post um who made the post carrie made the post saying next week is a live stream um on 12 slash 9 which is kind of interesting seeing all the cast and crew together, even though they appear on Rooster Teeth podcasts and stuff all the time. Uh, 12 slash 26 is the third World of Remnant, and then Chapter 7 will be on January 2nd. So we're not going to cover the World of Remnant, so we'll be back with Hot Desk and Bear Ruby on the 2nd. I should probably watch those, though. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I'm hoping that this World of Remnant clears up some of this things, some of the things that they've established here. Uh, in the video game, which I'm going to do more research on and see if it'll run on my laptop and then I will play I it. Would, I would be playing the video game if it would run on mine, but I don't think it will, so. Like, I'm willing to attempt. I think there's a good chance it'll run on my laptop. Okay, last comments, Delaney, on this the episode overall. Um, I think I was, like, I think I liked it a little bit more than you did, but it's just, like, I don't know. I think it's the kind of, like, the kind of, like, legend stuff they introduced is stuff i enjoy it wasn't done well but like i did like i did like the episode i mean and i think it's also the first episode we've had that's like had any plot so that is something to speak for the episode i think i do think like 
a lot of you, you seem to see that there's a negative reaction. I think a lot of people were positive on the episode just because it had plot in it. Well, so all I saw was like, oh my god, this episode. I saw a lot of positive stuff like on CO and stuff. So I, don't... I also was avoiding it because I didn't want to get spoiled. And yeah, yeah. Usually you don't have to worry about that because there's no plot, but here it was. Okay, yeah. so thanks for listening, guys. Let me know what you thought. Feedback, YouTube comments. Um, if you disagree with me, that's okay, but be nice and I will respond to you. Um, the comments on OverlyAnimated.com. Asks on Tumblr, all, all of that. You can find all the links at OverlyAnimated.com for that. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you. Uh, we'll be back. We'll have more podcasts in between, but not on Ruby. For Ruby Podcast, we'll be back on the second or the third, I guess. Uh, bye.